have dared to explore. Two men set out on an epic journey to answer life's manliest questions. From the Fortress of Smoothitude in Lawrence, Kansas, it's The Gentleman Podcast with Glenn Stansberry and Brian McKinney. Welcome to the Gentleman Podcast. I'm Brian McKinney. I'm sitting to the left of the fresh Glenn Stansberry. It's a new year, Brian. It's a new year. It's, it's a, a new day. It's a new dawn. It's a new dawn for a new Glenn Stansberry. That's right. There's a new me. Look out, world. What are you going to do now that uh, you're brand new? Brian, um, I think I should answer the question, what am I not going to do? Mm, okay. Because the world is my oyster. That's right. Um... What am I going to do? I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Mostly what I've been doing. Okay. With some slight modifications. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I see. Very vague New Year's resolution there. So just uh, keeping what's working. Right. And changing a little bit. That's right. Okay. I uh, eliminate what doesn't work. Um, keep what's working. Rinse, mm-hmm. repeat. Okay. Yeah. You, Brian, what are you going to do? It's the exact same thing mm. that's made me the success that i am <laughs> the pillar the, of... <laughs> look there's no saying glenn if it ain't broke don't fix it that's right and you know it's not broke brian <laughs> a little site we co-create <laughs> a little site called gentleman.com that's right. um so yeah speaking of um nothing broken that's right uh and the top of the mountain mm-hmm the apex of the building. The p- <laughs> <laughs> uh, the yeah. uh, top of the pyramid. That's right. The pyramid scheme. The, pyramid. the top of the pyramid scheme. The top of the food pyramid scheme. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we're co-founders of a site called Gentleman.com, which really has nothing to do with pyramid food schemes. Nope. Um, Unfortunately. But maybe it could someday. Maybe that could be a new th- thing for 2019. Hey, never say never. That's right. Uh, and once you uh, once you go over and check out gentleman.com, and once you've done that, okay, um, that was quick, first of all. <laughs> um, well, anyway, spend some time there, click some stuff, yeah. and then once you've done that, uh, you're going to want to follow that line of thinking on over to podcast.gentleman.com, where you can uh, listen to 149 previous episodes of the gentleman podcast mm. preferably one after the other mm-hmm. um so basically just stop using you know what we can save people money here mm-hmm. right cancel your netflix subscription because mm. you got weeks and weeks right. of weeks right of episodes to catch up on right. i mean just gentlemen and chill this is like watching every simpsons episode or something yeah you know what i mean really like 30 30 years mash something like that you know we 150 episodes seinfeld right uh, and you know we, we don't charge anything for that, um, so so there you go. Yes. Cancel your Netflix, <laughs> gentlemen. Prime, uh, cancel your Netflix subscription and just listen to us. Yabber yeah, on for uh, for 150 episodes. Mm. Uh, and once you do that, I'm sure you're gonna have questions for us. That's okay. We understand. It's part of the process. Yeah, uh, t- that's that's great because you can get in touch with me and Glenn. Mm. And you can do so by sending a letter to the Gentleman Mailbag at P.O. Box 442-305, Lawrence, Kansas, 66044, where we will get your letter. We'll talk about it on the Gentleman Podcast. We'll put it up on the Hall Slash Wall of Fame, which we know is the Hall of Fame we will 
um, consider it and probably send you something back in return. Mm. Depending on how you voice your letter to us. Mm -hmm. Choose wisely. You know what I mean? Words can hurt. Words can, yeah. Sticks and stones and all that, but hey. We've we've been hurt, bro. Before we... (laughs) How can we... Love again. I feel like this is a song that we need to <laughs> I don't know. break into spontaneously. Um, but anyway, no one's going to be mean to us. Right? No. Why would anybody be mean to us? Not We're anymore. just a couple of nice guys. Right. Um, so you can get in touch with us that way. If you can't do that, if you can't send us a letter, that's okay. We understand. You can send us an email at howdyatgentleman.com. We used to suggest other social networks that you can get in touch with us at, but we stopped doing that because they're all <laughs> evil. Evil. We found out that all the social networks except for gentlemen are evil. Uh, except LinkedIn. LinkedIn, yeah, that's a, uh, that's, a that's solid, good for uh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. If you want to get hired by us, yep, or if you think that we can help you get hired, or if you want to get fired, <laughs> right? If you want, then, then you get can go. Fired. <laughs> then get you to, can go to add us on LinkedIn. Get, yeah, add us on LinkedIn. Yeah, there we go. We, yeah, that, that'll be. Hey, great. we're we're follow for follow though, so <laughs> uh, you're gonna have to follow us first. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh boy. Um, now we've gotten ourselves into a, a real jam. Yeah. <laughs> Our legal beagles are—they're yeah, yeah. howling at the at the moon right now. Um, okay, Glenn. Well, let's uh, just move quickly on past that into some inter- <laughs> to the meat of the episode, hmm. which is the drink of the week this week. And uh, this week, Glenn, we I picked up a—it's still a little winter time ish. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And uh, so I went out to the store. I was looking around, and I was like, "How am I going to find something mm. to talk about in this episode?" You know, it's just getting harder and harder to find stuff that we haven't discussed. I mean, 149 previous episodes—that's a lot. Uh, but fortunately, I can't. I just walked right up to this one window, and right in front of me was the hibernation hibernation ale from Great Divide. And uh, Great Divide is a brewing company out in Colorado. They are a Denver Brewery, and um, they're, they're one of my favorites. I, I like their stuff a lot. Um, I, I used to get more of it because it was easier to get around here, but uh, but it seems like every time I go to the store, you know, they're trying to fit more and more. There's so many breweries. Mm-hmm. It's like the breweries that I like are having less and less beers out of yep. the shelf, and everything is getting taken over with IPAs. So, <sighs> yeah, it's a problem. It's a problem. Um, but fortunately, this has not been overtaken yet. And this is the hibernation ale. This is an uh, English-style old ale. And um, this is a seasonal seasonal from uh, from Great Divide. It's their winter, kind of their winter beer they put out in the winter season. I like the website. They do a good They do a, a lot good, good job. Things. I like Great Divide. They, they don't get all crazy with having 100 beers. You know, yeah. they, have, they have four seasonals. And they have, you know, eight normal ones. And they're and really good. And they're solid. Um, so anyway, um, so that they, yeah, they do things the right way. I think I think I'm hopefully into this this brewing company. But uh, this is a this is a now this beer is pretty hefty. Mm. Um, Ooh. it's eight point seven percent alcohol content, so it's pretty high. Uh, the price was nine ninety nine. Hmm. Uh, the bitterness units are not mentioned on the website, so I'm not sure what that means. Ooh. Okay, well, it's a good thing that we just happen to be both um, official beer sommeliers. Yeah, I'm warming my palate right now. Yeah, so we, we should be able to deduce this based on our laser-focused... Unique New York. Uh, laser-focused... I was going to say. But I don't think that's it. Uh, <laughs> laser-focused taste buds. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. They're 
uh, quite well trained mm. in the dark art of uh, beer sommelier. <clears throat> this is not our first rodeo. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. We've got a hundred and... several. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, with the hats. Yeah, everything. Uh, <laughs> anyway, okay, go well, let, Let's go ahead and pop these open then. Mm. And, uh, oh yeah, I'm gonna type some facts mm. on the MTS computer. Me, I'm gonna smell. Oh, it smells delicious. It smells like a campfire without the smoke, mm. which is probably the best part of a campfire. I mean, not having the smoke. I like the smoke. Wow. I have. Ooh, this is gonna take a while. For it's it a heady pour there, Brian. Yeah. Mm. Well, um, maybe we should maybe we should talk about some cheers. of the facts before we. Uh... Yeah, that's true. Uh, we well, uh, <laughs> we did just oh, talk about right. the facts. Uh, uh, right. So, how much was the beer? Nine ninety nine. Nine ninety nine. Yeah. Okay. Nine. So that's that's kind of uh, pricey. It's a little bit higher. Mm. Yeah. Well, I can. While we're waiting for Brian's bubbles to uh, <laughs> simmer down, uh, let me describe the color. Yeah, this right. This is a. It is amber. It's semi-cloudy. I can almost see through my glass, um, but I can't. So okay, that's that was good. Not translucent, but no. not opaque. Right, somewhere in between mm-hmm. those two mm-hmm. realities. Okay, I think I can get this get this down here. Okay, all right, all right. All right. Let's cheers. Uh, cheers that again, just for good measure. Whoa! Hi-oh! That's, that's, <laughs> that's oaky. Whoa, whoa my! What? Uh, what? Is that nine percent alcohol? Eight point seven percent. Oh, eight point seven. Sorry, that was. Oh. Let's not mischaracterize. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, three tenths. <laughs> was that is some high alcohol content beer? Yeah. Ooh, I like that oaky, huh? Oh man, you think it's oaky? Smoky. Oh, smoky. Well, I might have said okay. <laughs> it's like, wow, Brian's really a, up in his sommelier instincts tonight. Smokey from Muskogee over here. Yeah, you... Mm. Uh, okay, it is a little campfire. Mm. Yeah, Glenn. Okay, so if you mm. had to put an arbitrary rating to this beer before the uh, legendary MTS computer has a crack at it, what would you uh, what would you rate this one as? Well, it's, <clears throat> it's, uh, it's intense. It is intense. This is not an easy porch... Uh, easy porch? No. This is not a porch rocker. Sometimes we talk about beers that you can sit down and drink several at a time. I believe they call them session beers. Yes. And uh, this is not that. This is this is a. Uh... If you drank a six pack of this, right? Uh, I don't I don't know what kind of session you'd be in, but it wouldn't be a. It'd be down at the police office. One reason, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we call that a jail session. Yeah, uh, where you lose control of your bodily functions. <laughs> um, yeah. Wow. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Um, it's lot. not too much. <laughs> Brian, you talk to me, Brian. Where am I? <laughs> um, <clears throat> I like it. I like this. I mean, yeah. consider it's a nine percent. Uh, excuse me, eight point seven percent alcohol. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like this a lot. Well, you kind of, if you know that, you know what you're getting into there. That's so. right. Uh, so yeah, what, what kind of rating would you put on this beer? I'm I'm going to give this an eight point one. Okay. I was going to go seven point eight. Seven point eight. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm. It really doesn't matter, though, Brian. I mean, our beer ratings are just arbitrary. Yeah. Um, Thankfully, we have the old, reliable, scientifically provable, uh, unbelievably accurate MTS computer that shall uh, give us 
an official provable scientific rating for the hibernation ale from Great Divide. That's there, correct. Oh, I thought you were you no. very concerned there for a second. <laughs> I heard my phone buzz and I was trying to figure out where it was. Oh, I thought, it was, I thought you got some horrible news or something. Oh, uh, no. Well, I was going to say, don't stop the podcast. <laughs> we can talk about it afterwards. Bury it deep inside. Yeah, that's right. No, no. No, never. No. Okay. Um, good. Mm. Well, um, we, I, was I mean, it's just, just a dog. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. you know, you can always buy a new one. That's right. No big deal. Um, so I was just about to introduce the MTS computer, uh, the mustache to a scale computer, which is the empirical, infallible, unbelievably accurate uh, computer that we use to uh, to uh, give us a true scientifically provable rating. Empirical. Yeah. Uh, it's based em- on... Empirical, uh, I believe. Empirical. Is the <laughs> That's the, yeah. Patented. Right. Yeah. Um, don't take that. Mm. We own the patent on Patent that. pending. Um, Trademark? Trademark, I mean. Uh, so... What I was going to say was that um, this you know, MTS computer is based on Bitcoin, blockchain, yeah. artificial intelligence, mm-hmm. machine learning, um, and it and several other technologies that actually mm-hmm. haven't been um, made public yet. Mm. You know, you know how blockchain was supposed to be the next big thing, right? Well, we've got like six of those, yeah, and they're just within the algorithms of right. the MTS computer. Yeah, we we we've come a long way. That's true. Put that way. Um, so anyway, Glenn, how is blockchain doing, by the way, Brian? Still, uh, still good? Uh, yeah. We still pretty solid. bullish on that? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, so, okay. I'm going to type some facts in the MTS computer. It'll sprint out a printout. I will summarize this printout for you in the form of an actual score. Uh, so we said the, oh, what, what did you think the IBUs were? Um, I mean, like ten, ten. It, it, there was not hardly. Okay. I, I was, couldn't. I think I was getting walloped, you know, with other things. It's kind of hard to. It doesn't really matter. It's a non-factor. I think it, I was thinking more like thirteen point two. Yeah, maybe thirteen point one eight or something like that. Yeah, that's probably right. Yeah, thirteen point one eight. I would go with that. Um, okay, so we said that the IBUs were thirteen point one eight. The price was nine ninety nine. Uh, the style of beer is a English style old ale, mm-hmm. um, and the alcohol by volume is significant. <sighs> a lot. <laughs> it's like it's like a Long Island iced tea for it's a beer. <laughs> that's what this is. Well, that's true. <laughs> um, okay, well, let's see if this tickles the MTS computer's fancy. And find Ooh. out what uh, what that has to say. So one second, I'm gonna get up and get this printout, and then we'll know for sure what the what the score is here. So one second, I'm just gonna go over here and get this printout off the machine here. Okay. All right. Um, got the printer off here. I'm gonna flip through this here, see if I can find the the score that we're trying to get from the MTS. Whoa! This a lot of graphs here about the high alcohol content. And the... Yeah, you're you're flipping pretty fast, though, Brian. Well, I got the beer get already to getting the, to you. Yeah, it's making me a little jumpy. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a side effect. Uh... Yeah. What else is in this? Uh, so the uh, so it turns out the mustache twist scale computer weighs in and says seven point nine five. Oof! Not just not quite. Just can't get over the hump. No, just not quite there. And I, I agree with it. I, I do obviously. too because it's 
accurate and scientific. It's yeah, this beer is going to be. If I had three of these while we were doing the podcast, you'd be uh, shouldering the brunt of you know. I'd be throwing you over my shoulder, right? (laughs) Hypothetically, yeah. Uh, mentally, yeah. Actually, well, you do that anyway, so it'd be even more. It'd be like dragging me across the ground. I may do that yet, right? So, hey, night's young. Yep. We'll just have to see what happens. Mm-hmm. Brian went over to beersnob.com to yep. kind of fact check, right? Unless you were already doing that. I don't know. Okay, no, I didn't do that yet. Okay, and we don't want to give them more clicks. So let's <laughs> no, just no, stick no. with your one is enough. Open. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I'm, I'm using a VPN, so they can't figure oh, out where good. I'm okay. at. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, but uh, yeah, they have almost three thousand ratings on this beer. Mm, it's popular, interesting. And the score was an eight point zero six. Wow, eerily Awfully close. Eerily similar. I Awfully mean, close. Yeah, if you think nine tenths is close, yeah, it's true. Nine. If yeah, if you think nine tenths is close, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, if you think eleven tenths is close. <laughs> You're right. Maybe that isn't too close. Mm. A little too close for comfort. Yeah, I, I, yeah. It's awfully close to snobby. So, well, all right, Glenn. Well, let's uh, let's talk about some interesting posts to gentleman.com in the last three weeks or so now. Man, there it was really. It was actually quite very hard to pick mm. uh, the best. Yeah, we had of the lot, best. We had a lot, a lot to work with. To way through. Well done, everyone. Mm. Posting on the site. Yeah, um, we're going to kick out this uh, party. With, with uh, our old our old pal Oiftakar. Oiftakar. Uh Oiftakar hasn't posted um anything that we've talked about on the show in a while. So this is this is this is a good return to form for us. I was getting a little worried. Yeah, we could have could have done a welfare check. <laughs> Ooh. I'd never got one of those. Well a, you, you, you get know, a welfare check? You can you can you can uh a welfare check. You can call the police when you're worried about somebody. <laughs> it's called a welfare check? I, th- I believe oh, wow. <laughs> I don't know. Don't call me on that because now that I'm saying that. I think it might have hey, a Hey, where's my welfare check? <laughs> yeah, can I get a welfare check? I don't know. Call up the... Just make up a number. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, anyway, Glenn, we, we won't have to go to the, those links, but right. glad to have with the car posting some interesting stuff again, and this is, this is pretty interesting. Um... This is called KFC Chicken Scented Fire Logs, sold out in hours. Uh, and there was an original story on December 13th. This was leading up to Christmas. KFC is doing some interesting marketing these days. They have all the kernel commercials. You know, they're right. kind of all over the place. I assume they have a large social media thing going on. Mm-hmm. Anyway, point is, they made a basically a fire starter log. You know those things that you it's like in a bag and you yeah. light them on fire and it gets a fire going? They made one of those, except they made it that is smell when you burn it smells like the Colonel's eleven herbs and spices chicken. Um, and they did this in partnership with Envirolog. I don't know what that, that must be a a log company. I, I don't know what that is, but anyway, the point is, it's a five pound log that can burn for two and a half to three hours, and it smells like fried chicken. Oh, man, and uh, it went on sale and it sold out um, within hours. I don't know how many they sold, but apparently it was only available for a few hours. So we missed the window. We, you know, we didn't, uh, you snooze, you lose, I guess, Glenn. I read, Brian, that um, they were re- being resold on eBay for like hundreds of dollars. <laughs> of course they were. I almost bought one. Well, I mean. Would have been a nice gift. For it's me. just green paper. Yeah, Christmas. it would have actually. <laughs> oh, man. That would have been awesome. 
Oh, why, why didn't I? Well, there's always next year. Um, it was 18.99 plus shipping. Chicken fire log. I don't know. And tax. Oh, shipping, handling, and tax was included. So 18.99 total. That was all in. A screaming deal. That is a hell of a deal, right there. Um, what I want to know is how do they? How did they press the chicken into like a the log shape? They have like all kinds of machinery to do that. You know, like that they've got. Really, I'm, I'm glad I didn't see it made. Yeah, that would have been tough. Oof. You know. Um. But the, uh, anyway, Glenn, we we can't get a hold of them anymore. But I I I was into this. I saw this uh, posted. And I quoted the article in the comment section on Gentleman. I quoted the article that says, KFC assumes you're interested in purchasing this fried chicken scented log. And I said, they have assumed correctly. <laughs> I would love to purchase this, <clears throat> but I cannot. Wifticar uh, actually followed up, Brian, to something I said. At. I said it sold out. Well, I put, I, I'd seen it reported that it sold out in a few minutes. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, what's next? McDonald's and the McLovin fire log? Whoa. Somebody's been listening to the Gentleman Podcast. Well, or just great minds think alike. That could be true. You know, I mean... this is a, That's a brilliant uh, idea. Oiftegar, you need to be sitting right between here, Brian and I, I right now. Call up, uh, call up McDonald's, tell them we got an idea for him. That's true. Brian, you could... Your first love right there. Your... <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. Uh, but yeah, the, the, the smell of fried chicken, that's a, that's a great idea. This good idea all around. Good marketing. Smart idea by KFC. Oh, it's fantastic. Then you got this log going and all your neighbors are smelling fried chicken and, you know. You know, Jordan had an interesting comment um, uh, that in, in the, below yours that basically said, you know, it would actually kind of be a disappointment to have this thing going for three hours in your fireplace and not able to eat any chicken. That's true. You smell something for, you know, like something that delicious. You, uh, for- you might have to go ahead and get yourself uh, an emergency supply of the colonel's famous <laughs> be careful what you wish for yeah that's true um okay well maybe next year glenn maybe we can pick one of those up next year yep maybe we'll record the gentleman podcast while it's going in the fireplace yeah could we'll have to like stop it frequently to mm-hmm. get buckets of chicken could be distracting <laughs> all right well next up we have a post from our good buddy razorback there's not many podcasts that don't include a tack or two from right. Mr. Mr. Razorback. And this is another doozy. A year-long U.S. road trip for people who want 70-degree weather every day. This, my friend, Brian, this is, this is like a fantastic idea. So there's a meteorologist. Um, by the way, this is an article from CityLab.com. And there's a meteorologist, Brian Schneider. Interesting name. Yeah, and he he took data points from a bunch of different weather stations from different points of the year and routed a map starting in, hold on, starting in the tip of Texas on January 1st. Okay. And it routes you through the south, kind of over to the east. You get over, uh, uh, looks like Virginia and Maryland kind of area. Mm -hmm. Then you dogleg up north around June in Wisconsin. And... Go all the way up the first of July. You're well, actually, end of July. You're going to go into Alaska. Mm-hmm. Make your way down. Go back uh, through Seattle area. Go back through you know the plains again. And right around mid October, you're you're in Kansas. You're in Lawrence, Kansas. A good time of year. It's a perfect time of year to be in Lawrence, Kansas. Mm-hmm. Um, wonderful weather. And anyway, it ends up in San Diego at the end of December. Mm-hmm. So 
If I had a year off, that would be fantastic. It, it would be. It's an interesting route, and it looks like a robot vacuum went all over uh, the U.S., essentially. Um, it's it, it's not like a direct... No. It's very uh, meandering, I guess I would say. It reminds me of the, the family circus cartoons with Billy, like mm-hmm. the, you know... He's going all over the neighborhood. Yeah. So, um, but this actually took quite a bit of research because you think, oh, that sounds easy. You just map this out. But there are several times a year where these different spaces hit around 70. So, um, so it's actually kind of hard to get them sequenced up so that you could, you know, do the continual 70 degrees. Um, so it's a labor of love. Mr. Brett Schneider. (laughs) Mr. Brett, Brett, Brett. Brian, Brian Brett, Brett Schneider, Schneider really uh, he put the time and effort into this, and uh, we appreciate his work. Yeah, we do. It's well done stuff. Okay, Glenn. Well, um, next up, this is a, another post from Razorback. He's bring the noise and the funk. Yeah, uh, literally. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this uh, this is called the fake package covers port porch thieves and glitter and fart spray um that should have you right there it's a pretty good title really (laughs) sucks you in um there is a guy that is named mark rober and mr rober is a engineer slash youtuber i've watched several of his videos before he does a lot of diy stuff but really um i don't know it's like colin was it furs furs colin Mm -hmm. furs that does all the crazy stuff this guy doesn't do stuff that's that crazy. Just over-engineered. But over-engineered stuff, kind of uh, <clears throat> kind of like that dude from Mythbusters or something yeah. like that, you know, except... So this guy used to be uh, working at NASA, and, you know, he has this uh, engineering design experience. And anyway, he decided... Uh, he, has a, he had a security camera at his house, and one day he noticed somebody coming up and stealing one of his packages off mm-hmm. his porch. Mm-hmm. And this really got under his skin. So he figured he would take his engineering smarts and put that towards the greater uh, good, the greater good, and teach these people a lesson. So what he did was he created a <laughs> box that appeared to be an Apple product, mm-hmm. and he outfitted it with a glitter bomb, which basically is—I can't remember how many, how much glitter he said he put in there, but pounds of it. It was tons of glitter, and. The idea was once they got it to their car or their house or whatever they were going to, wherever they took it, and they tried to open up the box, the glitter bomb would go off and spray glitter everywhere. And then also he had worked out this gizmo that uh, they they had a can of fart spray. And <laughs> you can imagine what that does. And then so basically he had it rigged up to, to spray every what? 30 seconds. 30 seconds. It was and it was like five, five, five sprays. <laughs> yeah. And – uh and, and he, you know, he said it was it was horrible. It was like horrible smelling. He said it would clear a room. One spray would clear a room. So it's uh, so that was pretty potent stuff. But uh, he also we didn't stop there. He also outfitted the box with four cameras, basically phones, that, and, that each had GPS. So um, he would know where the box was, wherever it went, as long as they didn't take the phones out of the box. Um, and the hope was that they would be so. They wouldn't notice the 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 phones in there, but if they did, he 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 sent them to take pictures and send them up to the cloud, so right. he'd still get the pictures and all that stuff. Right. Um. And uh. And yeah, it has GPS. 
So he could track the package, you know, all this stuff, basically. He said it took him six months uh, to do this, and it wasn't just him. It, it was, was like him. 3D printing involved. There was a 3D and... printing thing. <laughs> uh, I think specifically to, to obscure the, the cameras or yeah. something like that. And then um, also uh, he had – it was like him and his buddy, too. It wasn't just him. He had a friend that's really good at small electronic stuff, and so he had him work on part of it, and then he mm-hmm. worked on the other part. Uh, so tons of time, but anyway, it pays off. Uh, in the video, they I think they show three different situations of people taking the box and then opening the box, and they even show a part where he he had it rigged up to notify him if the box left his porch. Yeah, and he got the he got the message, and then he he saw the where the box was going, and he followed it, and it took him four or five minutes, and then he caught up to the box. It was off in some parking garage somewhere and somebody yeah. just dropped it. But they had some pretty hilarious video because <laughs> it was really perplexing to the <laughs> the, per, the people that were trying. They thought they were getting uh, this Apple thing and it said they got a huge glitter bong. And some of it was like in their car. Uh, some people opened it in an apartment. In their rooms. And they, yeah. So um, I, and I think the funniest one was there was one where they were driving down the street or something and they <laughs> opened it up. And it starts... And they, and they, <laughs> What's that smell? Yeah, that smell. yeah that's terrible. Smell. Oh man, that was that was pretty that was pretty awesome. Woo. So anyway, um, yeah. So package thieves beware. You know the weird. So this was fantastic. Yeah, it like was this awesome. guy deserves some sort of award. Yeah, it's great. I'm sure he'll get one. Mm. But the thing that I th- I thought that was really interesting about just from a societal standpoint. Oh, yep. Looking at the people that were the, his video cam had captured mm-hmm. them stealing these boxes, yeah, all different types of people, yep, um, all demographics, yeah, and you, the people that you would never suspect. Well, the first image he showed was uh, like a couple, it's like a, probably in their fifties, yeah, with two backpacks on that were just yeah. going around his neighborhood yeah. checking for packages. Looked like my uncle. Yeah, I was like, what the heck? <laughs> I can't believe I can't believe people do that. It's crazy to me. I. I you know the, the 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 footage that they show them opening up in their homes, like they're nice homes. Yeah, it, it wasn't like you know right. a shanty. Right. It was like a nice home. People just you know stealing stuff because they could. Gosh, it's weird. It's crazy man, it's a weird world. Um, but he got some revenge on these people. So well done. Yeah. Oh man, we could have toasted him. Yeah, we could have. The the fart spray was uh, the piece de resistance. <laughs> That was that 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 was a little bit uh, that took it over. We couldn't do a toast at that point, right? Because right, we don't, right, 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 right. Yeah, that's just we can't too advocate. Low-brow. That's too low brow, right? For, for right. us, for this website, yeah. Uh, um, got a billion likes on gentlemen. A billion likes. A billion, roughly. Yeah. If I'm rounding up, yeah. Um, well, each like uh, represents a uh, hundred million. Right. Likes. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, yeah, yeah. we have that algorithm. That, yeah, yeah. We have to get a hundred million for to make right. it go up one. Cool. The bots loved it. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, cool. So, next up, we want to talk about a toast mm. this week, Glenn. And uh, this is an awesome toast. I didn't realize this. I didn't see this story, but this is a story you posted to the site. <clears throat> and this is a great story. And our toast is going to be to Mr. Charles Barkley. Yeah. And a lot of people out there might be saying, I hate Charles Barkley. Why would you be toasting him? Well, I've got a story for you. Mm -hmm. And this is a good one. Uh, Mr. Barkley had an unlikely friendship with a man named Lin Lin Wang. And Lin Wang was a... He he was a... What is it? uh, He's some kind of scientist. He was... 
Um, he was like a food. No. He's like a chemist or something. Chemist? A cat litter scientist. <laughs> a cat litter scientist in Muscatine, Iowa. Right. Okay. That bustling metropolis. Uh, he was, he was, uh, so he's obviously had a PhD, really sm- smart, educated man. And this story is about his daughter. Um, he, he would always say his friend, Charles Barkley, and his daughter didn't know about basketball, but she looked up who Charles Barkley was. And she was like, well, this is a really famous basketball player. And her, his, his, her dad would always say, you know, uh, you, oh, my, my yeah, buddy, Charles, Charles Barkley, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so it was kind of like a running joke, like, you know. No, nope. a lot of people is he doesn't seem like he'd be friends with Charles Barkley. It's like right. a cat litter scientist, you know, kind of a dorky looking guy. Yeah. Um, but it turns out that it was actually true. Um, and you wonder how things like this happen, but Charles Barkley actually befriended Mr. Wang by they were staying at the same hotel, and Mr. Wang uh recognized him, came up, and you know. They sat down, hung out, had a beer together or something. Mm-hmm. And they, it was like the sleepy hotel bar. Yeah, yeah. And they were like only two people in the bar. And so he came up and he introduced himself and he said, Oh, you're Charles Barkley. And they had a little conversation. So they ended up talking for a couple hours. And then, you know, they were both sitting there and Charles Barkley was like, Well, are you hungry? Let's go get some food. <laughs> so then they went off and had dinner. And they came back and they, they talked some more. And then I think they were both staying there for three or four nights. Yeah. And so they ended up seeing each other the next couple nights just. You know, randomly and hotel bar yeah. again. Talked for hours, and so they just became really fast friends. And at the end of the uh, at the in the end of a after they were go- going their separate ways, uh, Charles Barkley gave this guy his phone number and said, "You know, if you're ever in New York or Phoenix or can't remember whatever city, look me up." And uh, so he did, and they they maintained that friendship, um, and to the point where there's several pictures of Mr. Wang, and it's funny because he's like on the set of this of the NBA, yeah, you know, it, stuff. He's taking a picture with Shaq, yeah, Shaq and, and Charles, and yeah. like the the other co-hosts of the show. So anyway, um, unfortunately, Mr. Wang passed away, and uh, Charles Barkley showed up at his funeral, mm-hmm. and uh, when Charles Barkley's mother passed away, Mr. Wang came down to. Um, to her funeral. Yeah. Um, so they were actually really good friends. Um, and it's just an interesting story of, uh, you know, you wouldn't expect like these two guys, they just look like totally different people, you know, but they, uh, Charles just said that they just had really good conversations about stuff and they had a lot of same viewpoints about things. And so, yeah, they just became friends that way, but, um, really cool story. And it's cool that Charles Barkley, you know, like I think you mentioned, you know, he's kind of like on television, he's his personality that right. no one, I mean, he's kind of, it's borderline, yeah, yeah. It's you. You can get irritated Annoying. by yeah, it yeah, yeah. pretty easily, but you know, you see stuff like this, and it's like, wow, what a nice guy. I mean, you think about superstar, superstar basketball players. Somebody comes up to him just out of the blue, and mm-hmm. you know, takes the time to sit down and, and actually talk to the guy and actually get to know him, and then actually, you know, yeah. say, oh, look me up, and yeah. here's my phone number, and uh, you know, it's one thing to say it. But then to actually do it and follow through on it and yeah. still, you know, keep in contact with the guy is pretty cool. So he, um, yeah, the, the story is written by Mr. Wang's daughter, right? And um, after the, you know, maybe it was right before the funeral or after maybe he had passed, she reached out to him, mm-hmm. said, "Hey, my father passed. I thought you should know." Or, and um, but you know they they kept up correspondence and he and she kind of shared some of the correspondence basically mm-hmm. he was just saying you know it, it, just to kind of show what kind of guy Charles Barkley is he was just he said you know hey you know 
if you need anything, you've got my number. Like, mm-hmm. don't don't be afraid to reach out or anything. Like, yeah. you know, your dad was a great dude, and I really liked him. And mm-hmm. um, I, I just thought it was, I, you know, I'm not gonna. I was reading it. And I was like, man, this because you don't expect you yeah. don't the story the way it unfolds. You don't expect it to play out like it does. And mm-hmm. like, I got to the end, and I was getting a little misty eyed. I was yeah. like, man, it's a tearjerker. Yeah. So. One of those stories makes you feel good about humanity. Yeah, it really does. Yeah, it's a positive story. Um, you know what's crazy about this though is like I hotel bars and like <laughs> airport bars. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I've met so many people. Like it's crazy, man. Because when I'm traveling, I, I must just have you met Mister Wang. Well, I don't think I, maybe I, I don't think so. But um, you've never been to Muscatine. I, I must have one of those faces or something like that. Because I swear, <laughs> I'll be sitting down. Yeah, I'll be sitting down at a at, you know at a bar at an airport or hotel, and I don't know how many times I struck up a conversation with people, and they ended up giving me their card or you know saying yeah, yeah, yeah. you know if you're ever here give me a call and and stuff like that. It's uh, it seems to happen to me pretty consistently. It's like the Road Warriors code kind of yeah. Know, like it's like the only people who really go there are people who don't have anywhere else to go. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Like we're stuck in this. Well, you say well. What are you saying? About? <laughs> No, like you're at an airport. Like, jeez, Clint, <laughs> you're at the hotel bar. Right. It's like that's not right. where you really want to be. Yeah. You're there. You're there because you have to be. Yeah, right. You're stuck. Right. Yeah. Probably for work or you know whatever reason. But yeah, definitely. I think that's often. So there's a, kind of like a code. I you kind of like. have a kinship or something yeah. with uh, with the people that are also there at the right. same situation. Uh, but anyway, I'm yeah. I think it's just a cool story, and it's cool at uh, like a guy famous like Charles Barkley was. No big deal, you know? You want to eat some chicken wings? Yeah. I'm starving. <laughs> um, okay, Glenn. Well, a uh, toast to Mr. Charles Barkley and uh, Mr. Wang as well. Mr. Wang. Rest in peace, Mr. Cheers. Wang. <clears throat> Sound like an awesome dude. The old round mound of rebound coming through again. Mm. Absolutely. Okay, well. Uh, okay, Glenn. Well, that means it's time for the... Uh, Hot Buddy! Topic. topic and this week glenn um at the consumer electronics show in las vegas oh the ces the ces yeah. those in the know um there was a new invention hmm. uh created okay and it's called the impossible burger but this is the impossible burger version 2.0 okay <laughs> now the impossible burger is a vegan burger that's supposed to be as close in taste as you can possibly get to real, real meat. Mm. And uh, hmm. this, they debuted it. You'd say, like, why was this at the Consumer Electronics Show? Well, apparently, this the CES was also focused around what, uh, like, what uh, what things can be done to um, help the environment and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know. And uh, this this new burger technology is going to save some cattle. Mm. So, um, anyway, Glenn, are you uh, are you for this or are you against it? Well, Brian, I thought uh, I thought you, it would be clear to me. I thought you knew my stance. I thought, I thought it would be clear to me. But by the way, I'm I posturing have... myself right here, <laughs> Brian. Clearly, I, I am for this. Oh, you're for this. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Look, let's call a spade a spade. McDonald's is there? Do they have 100 percent all beef patties? Yes. Well, technically, <laughs> but 
Let's say does Wendy's? They don't. They. I don't they think they take, say. They don't. <laughs> or like Taco Bell? Oh no, they do not. <laughs> I don't. Um, I don't know if it's thirty percent. Look, I'd rather have some vegetable meat than whatever's in Burger King meat. No, no, no. Well, yeah, Burger King meat. Well, they don't have. I a lot think I could agree with you on that point. Okay. Um, first of all. Uh, look, if you have a burger made from, let's say, eggplant, mm-hmm. or uh, what do they say this is made out of? Did they ever actually say what vegetable? Like I soy? I don't know. I do not know. Uh, <laughs> soy protein. Uh, uh, so, is it? Uh, wheat to soy protein. There's soy protein. It's gluten-free. Coconut oil, sunflower oil, and potato protein. Sounds... Oh, man. <laughs> I'm just drooling over here. <laughs> So obviously, I am for You're this, for this. Techno- new technology. Wow, we're going to save some cows. People are going to toot less. I mean, it's going to be, <laughs> it's going to be a good time. This is, this is, this is a terrible. What? I'm, I'm <laughs> vehemently against. How dare this. you? <laughs> uh, I know it's hard to believe. No. But. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> Ugh. I am uh, very against this, and mm. I'm very serious about it too, mm-hmm. Glenn. This is <laughs> this is going to cause all kinds of problems. Mm. First of all, I don't know what meat this is made out of, or what the substance is, or whatever. It sounds Sorry. like sounds like it's genetically engineered or something. Potato protein. I Potato believe. protein. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Well, I don't know about all that, but uh, there's no way this tastes like a real burger. No way. You don't think so? No, I, I do not believe so. The scientists say that it actually, it's like it's bloody in the middle. Well, that's, uh, I mean, that's certainly one way that you could go about that. And and, and restaurants like Fat Burger and White Castle have already started adopting <laughs> How could, How could in, that be? in Hong Kong. How could that be bad? Um, I think it's going to taste like crap. Whoa. I mean, it's, it doesn't look great. I mean, I'd try anything once, but maybe not this. Wow. Um, but also, it's really expensive. Is it? It's they say it's like this version. The, the, once they, you know, once it really takes off, it's going to get cheaper. But for now, right, it costs as much as extremely primitive or premium beef. Hey, it's an investment, Brian. An investment in your health, an investment in the environment, and in your taste buds. I don't know if I don't know if uh, frying up a piece of potato protein is any better for you than. Uh, Frying up a honest to god uh, American, true American Ingus. burger. Brian, let's dare to dream with me for a second here. <laughs> I dream of a world where with a thousand cattle on a hill. <laughs> I never knew you were such an environmentalist, Glenn. Brian, this is really surprising. Brian, look, just because I like to smoke meats, and uh, <clears throat> well, so there you go. Now you can now you can set all that aside. Just smoke a plant. Smoke <laughs> this potato protein burger. Hmm. And uh, yeah, that is you'll be all set. Probably be quicker, quicker yeah. process. I th- Shortcut a lot of. No worries about getting some kind of, you know, right raw meat right situation going on. I've never had a mad eggplant uh, case. That's right. M- mad potato. Mad potato protein. <laughs> so, um, the Irish are gonna love this. Yeah, oh, definitely. Um, yeah, big, big time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I think. That, <clears throat> I, uh, th- I mean, 
They say they cracked the molecular code of beef. Well, that just sounds frightening. It, it does a little. <laughs> How do you get a potato to bleed? I don't uh, know. I don't know. Um, uh, but I tell you what I'm going to do right now, Brian. I've got, okay. I've got a, a side of beef in my freezer at home. Yep. I'm going to start making space for, uh, for, for some this. potato protein. Butter. I'm looking forward to this. This is going to be a now, game changer. Now I'm worried or wondering, uh, if, can you, you think you can buy this at supermarkets? Um, it doesn't say that in the article. You, I bet you. I bet. Yeah, it doesn't say. Um, I bet you will at some point. I'm, the thing is, with something like this, like there's going to be. It's not that hard to replicate, or at least. I mean, it's hard to replicate, but somebody could say, "Well, yeah, this, I've got an awesome burger too." Yeah, you know, and like it's not meat, right. so people are people. A lot of people are looking for meatless alternatives, mm-hmm. and you know, the thing with there are more people. Yeah, people. The population's growing. More resources. Cows take a lot of resources. Glenn, I I'm worried that we're gonna have a soylent green situation going on Ooh. here. You know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of people. Mm. A lot of people. Less cattle. Mm. Where are all the people going? Burgers. Burgers. People, people burgers. burgers. <laughs> that's that's what I think is going on here. <laughs> I think they're uh, pulling an old soylent green man on us. Whenever I, so there's this uh, software, this is a tangent, Brian, but there's this software that comes into my job that comes up every now and again. It's, it's what our, our HR uses. Oh, right. And it's called PeopleSoft. Mm. And I think of <laughs> this burger, People, People Burger. Yeah. PeopleSoft. Mm-hmm. I don't know. People Burger. It's a weird, it's a weird name. Yeah. Well, anyway, Brian, I think this is great. I welcome the innovation. Mm. And I, and I, and I, and I feel like the American public needs this. Um, you know, we, we're look. We're, we were doing fine uh, two years ago before this was invented. Everything is rolling around fine. I was going to McDonald's getting burgers. Now we got this Invader burger. Whoa! That I like. I just don't think it seems natural. Here, here's what. Here's what. <clears throat> here's a tipping point for me. If they can make a McLovin, if they can make an honest to God McLovin alternative, I don't care what's in it, Brian. <laughs> I'll eat it every day and twice on Sundays. Well, I don't know. It seems like the technology for that is this is only version two, so might have to get several versions. You know, it's like the Apple, like the iPhone or something. Yeah, it was like version four before it really started going somewhere. Yeah, so McLovin's probably like version eleven. Maybe in a decade. It's an investment, but uh, I'm willing to stake my claim here. This is going to be this is the wave of the future, Brian. Okay. Well, I guess you should uh, make some investments in some protein burgers. Yep, potato protein, so, potato protein, soy <clears throat> burger, or we can start creating our own. Just take you a know? potato. Right? Yeah, slice it. Put some blood in it. <laughs> 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 Ooh, this has got some interesting texture. This tastes a little uh, kind of irony, like like earthy. Where'd you get the? Uh. Yeah, it bleeds when you squeeze it. Oh boy. Uh, well, let's hope not. So I think I think our I think that <laughs> we're just giving blood. <laughs> Uh, I think that might be a little out of our wheelhouse. Ooh. 
uh, FDA approval and all that. Well, that would be <laughs> difficult to get. That would be tough. Yep. That's why we bribe people. Mm-hmm. Um, <sighs> okay, Glenn. Well, uh, we're just going to have to agree to disagree on this one. I guess so. Yeah. We're both... We should probably just take a minute to cool off. We're both so resolute about yeah. our positions. Oh, man. This is... It's tough. Okay. Well, <laughs> uh, let's talk about something a little easier to discuss. Okay. And that is the questions from the gentleman mailbag this week. Okay. And uh, this week... <clears throat> Um, you know, we were just talking about the KFC fire log mm. and, uh, the fire log that smells like fried chicken. Um, but let's just say we were brilliant scientists mm-hmm. and we are, mm-hmm. and you had the opportunity to construct a fire log that would smell like anything in the world. Mm. What would you go for? Well, Brian, I hope given my, uh, the last segment, <clears throat> my strong stance for vegetarian burgers, yeah, um, uh, we, which yeah. I've personally held for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope you don't think I'm a hypocrite here. Well, but uh, if I had to make a fire log of anything, of any scent, mm-hmm. it would be of Kenzie Joe's burn ends. Oh, yeah, that's a good, that's a good choice. Just a perpetual smell of mm-hmm. how those taste. If you can do that, if science can come that far. Oh, I feel like we're not that far off. You that would be that'd be. I I don't know I I don't know how I would describe. Uh, yeah, it, that, it'd be fantastic. That would be a a smoky, oh. tasty treat. Oh, oh yeah. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. What, what about you, Brian? Uh, well, I'd have to go along the food lines too because mm. you know, um, you know, you could say something like a rainforest. In, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. South America, mm. teak wood, <laughs> the teak wood, yeah, which actually is kind of sounding pretty good right now. Yeah, it actually did. Tell me uh, more. But along the lines of the KFC, uh, the KFC log, mm-hmm. I, I would say that uh, one of my top choices, if not the top choice, would be Pizza Hut. <laughs> you know, that smell that Pizza Hut has. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm a I'm a Pizza Hut guy. I'm a big I like fan. the smell when you open the box and just yeah. Kinda... Uh huh, and all pizza huts have that same smell. It makes you wonder a little. <laughs> I mean, yes, from the oven smell, right? Yes. Uh, so Engineered. I, I think uh, that would be that would be one of my top choices. If I could mm. just have that burning, you know, it's all, it always smells like a pizza pizza parlor, you know, in your house. Yeah, I like, think I think that would be pretty awesome. You gotta eat a ham sandwich, but like you can smell a pizza. You're like, all right, right. this isn't so bad. Yeah, or you have a burger, but it smells like pizza. Sandwiches. So but yeah, yeah. So uh, that would be up there, but uh, maybe Amazon Rainforest would be next. I'm not Second, sure. yeah, yeah. That does it. Sounds you know, like you a, know, a sunflower field mm. in the middle of Kansas. Mm. I've been in a sunflower field. They don't really smell. Oh, they don't have any smells to them. Well, that would be hard to do then. Yeah, because it wouldn't smell like anything. So it smelled like whining. And <laughs> mostly from me, but also yeah. from my children. Uh, uh-huh. It's a long trek to go out there. We lots take of pictures. Lots of tourism. Little, yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. I don't want to smell whining. Yeah. No, uh, pizza. That, that's a great smell. Maybe some kind of forest somewhere. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, like the Northwest or something, Pacific Northwest. But that's kind of musty. That's true. It's a little... 
Maybe while it's raining? After <laughs> yeah. it's raining? Yeah. You know, there is a whole thing about the after the rain thing. Right, yeah. right, right. It's... I mean, not just the song, but the uh, the story about what makes the the air smell different after, after rain. We covered this Gosh. Uh, eight episodes ago. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and you remember I gave a... Yeah, I gave a very in-depth scientific overview yes, of... I remember that. You broke how, down all the science. How the molecular structure of rain <laughs> and how yeah. the... Uh, I was just remembering that. Mm. Yeah, you, it's hard to forget. You really broke you out. Nailed the, it. Yeah, you really broke out the <laughs> in depth, in depth stuff with that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did my research. Um, clearly, that was pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, there's several ideas there. Yeah. I feel like if KFC needs more, um, you know, thought leaders to mm-hmm. think about this uh, Yule log concept, uh, we're there. We're there for you. Brian, I, I thought for sure you were going to go with a donut. Hmm. I don't know why. That's interesting. That um, would be a good one. Donut. Donut would be. But if you could create anything. I mean. Anything. Yeah. You, you're you going to go pizza. pizza. Yeah. You're going to go pizza. Yeah. Well, and that fits nicely with KFC here, too, because it's a yum brand. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. You know They've I mean? got the market corner there mm-hmm. with all the great scents. Yeah. All the chemically engineered scents. <laughs> Uh, okay, Glenn. Well, that's uh, that wraps up episode one fifty. Um, Already, right. wow! Another milestone. Another, yeah, another. You know, I think we should get a it's not like an award in the mail or something. I think we will, like a gold record, a gold, a gold, a gold microphone. A gold, yeah, <laughs> gold gentleman. Uh, I don't know, watch or something. <laughs> Casio, it's real almost, nice, <laughs> it's real classy. It's almost time for us to ride off into the new factory. Um, that's right. And speaking of writing off, Glenn, uh, that means it's the end of the episode. It's time to uh, say goodnight. Yeah, go smoke some, some, go smoke some cigars. That's right. Yeah, that's what we're going to do next. Uh, so anyway, let's get to that. I am Brian McKinney. I'm Glenn Sansbury. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you in two weeks. Good night. Good night, everyone. <laughs>